True transformation cannot happen without a renewal of the mind. I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Mind over matter. If the pain of where you are never exceeds the pain of change, you will always remain the same through a renewal of the mind. And it takes a process. True transformation. Mind, mind, mind over matter. Change your mind, you change your life. Change your life. You gotta go through it to grow through it. Mind over matter. Be clear. Welcome everybody. We are back again for the results podcast called Mind Over Matter. That's right. If you don't mind, then guess what? Ain't nothing else out there going to matter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, we want to joke around a little bit, but but this is going to be a more serious type of podcast because... Um, y'all, I want to say, let me say this though. We got Taylor with us today, y'all. You know, yeah, sometimes it's just me and Coach Lynch in here just chopping it up. But today, we got Taylor with us. We wanted to have a different perspective uh, because Taylor, my sister, said that you sound good on the podcast and you should be with us. Oh, I thank you, sister. Yeah. <laughs> Francine, good. Thanks for listening. But anyway, today, um, I was struck by, I was, I was struck by, uh, lately, man, I've been watching people. Dude's crazy. I've been watching the news and people have been killing themselves on Facebook Live. All right. And just last night, uh, but an actor who's upcoming uh, killed himself on Facebook Live. Wow. Uh, last week, they had a teen who killed herself on Facebook, uh, Facebook Live and it oh stayed gosh. up for a whole week. A family tried to get it removed, but for some reason they couldn't get it removed. But that brought me to the point of this this podcast today. And what I want to talk about today, y'all, is how many times things happen to all of us, adversity, situations, stories of things that have happened to all of us, but how, why is it that some people rise above it and some people don't? Some people go on to take these adverse things and use them to walk into their purpose. And others, they just they decide that, you know what, life isn't worth living, or even if they don't kill themselves, they take on a life of really death because they're not doing anything. So today, what I wanted to do was each one of us talk about stories or things that have impacted us uh, and how we, ro- uh, how we rose above it. So the title of this podcast is, go ahead, you gave it to me, Coach. Uh, from Devastation to Elevation. From Devastation to to elevation. Devastation to elevation. Alright, so alright, does anybody want to start first? Anybody want to go first? Yeah. Taylor, you wanna go? See Taylor, Taylor's here because she's younger than us, y'all. She's like the millennials. So we wanted to get her perspective as well. And I think each one of us, we're at a different point in our lives. Uh we've come together to do this. So I'll start. How about me? Go ahead. That's good. Okay, I'll start. I think the one the one story that uh, that devastated me, y'all, um, and and I can be truly transparent. It was when the time when I started my business. I started with three other partners, and it took us a lot to grow the business. We had we we blood, sweat, tears, money, everything we had into the business, and the business was growing. You know, we were featured on you know Home Shopping Network, QVC, Black Enterprise. I was I was like this whiz kid, and I started to believe what they were writing about me, all these newspapers and stuff, and we were making a whole bunch of money. We were, I remember one month I got a, I, I had a check for a hundred thousand dollars in my hand, and I'm like, wow, I'm the bleep. 
You know, because I don't want to say it because they're going to make me do push-ups, but I'm the sheep because she's Nick. But anyway, so um, all of that was going good, and I just believed that we would continue to grow. But it all came to a screeching halt for a number of reasons, which, you know, we don't have to, the podcast is not about the reasons why, but one of it was my pride. Other one was, well, the partners not aligned, vision not being aligned. Uh, and the third one was just arrogance and ego. And uh, I lost it all. And I'm going to be honest with you, when losing, when I lost it all, I remember the day I sat there in the bank, uh, sent up people to get everything. And uh, they, they even wanted the chair I was sitting in. And I told him, you can have this chair. I brought this chair from home. But that situation, uh, I was depressed for two weeks. I stayed in the house. I did, you know, and all your naysayers was like, you know, I knew these guys. I knew those cats weren't going to make it. I knew they weren't going to make it. And I knew this and I knew that. But more or less, I asked God, how did I end up here? And, um, and with that one question, when you ask something, be prepared for the answer. Mm. And that's when I realized that I couldn't blame anybody else but myself mm. for my situation. Now, a lot of times people go through situations where it's not their fault completely. Mm. You know, uh, we all have to take some responsibility in what we do. But I realized that my ego, my arrogance... Uh, sure, the partnership wouldn't write one on the same page, vision-wise, but I began to believe that what I was doing had nothing to do with the creator who created me, mm-hmm. and it was all about me. So, long story short, uh, I was down for a while. I, I, I think I had, I think I had a desk, and I had an old computer I brought home, and I restarted again. And after that, it took me a couple of years, but I rebuilt the company and I started anew, started writing books because I knew what to do. And all of a sudden, I began to walk into my purpose. And later on, when we get to how people can get out of it, I'm going to tell each of you, we'll all come up with reasons, ways that they can get out of their devastation situation. But at the end of it, I thought that situation was so devastating. I said, how could I ever recover from this? Mm. How could I ever recover? But I did. But I did recover. And later on, you're going to find out how I did that. So that's my story. That's good. Yeah, that's my story. Yeah, yeah. All right, Taylor, (laughs) you next. All right. Um, It's hard for me to talk about a struggle that I've overcome because I'm still overcoming. (laughs) Good. I'm only 22 years old. And a lot of people right there still overcoming. I'm only 22 years old. I'll be 23 in March, but I haven't lived too long to really do much. But I guess the main one that I'm overcoming right now is um, understanding how understanding how to manage my money mm. effectively. Let's say that effectively. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> before I could be, you know, reckless because I always had my parents to fall back on. Realistically, they're always my safety net. Even low-key now, they're rolling it in a little bit. But um, low-key now, they've always been my safety net. So now I'm getting to a point in my life where my debt is greater than my income. And I've never experienced that before. So now I have to make sure I'm doing everything I need to do money-wise. So when I'm grocery shopping, I need to make sure I'm doing um, what I need to do. Like, I can't go extra spending. I can't go out with friends all the time because they love to spend money. 
whew, my friends love to spend money. They love going out to eat, going to a party, going here, going there. I don't, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for it anymore. I don't have the money for it anymore. So um, just finding things that you enjoy to do at home that don't cost you anything or doing things that don't cost you anything. Doing things that um, are effective to my budget, that are making a huge difference to my budget. Is well, you, right now. It's funny you would say that, though, uh, because you want to avoid a devastating situation like oh, me. Yeah. When, I, when I had all that debt, mm-hmm. I had to file bankruptcy. Oh, That's yeah. the devastation part of it. Uh, and you're trying to avoid that because yeah. well, you don't want to go down that road because right. the devastation, a lot of people have experienced financial devastation. Yeah, and majority yeah. of them are student loans too. Like, shout out to any recent grads. There are so many programs that the government has to help you, period. Always reach out to figure out what you can do to, to make your debt not so much of a burden right now. They give you, they help you if you ask. But if you don't ask, then they're they're gonna be on your butt, calling you every few seconds, <laughs> blowing up your phone. Sally Mae, all of them, they'll call you. They'll call your parents. <laughs> your parents will call you. <laughs> all right, all right, 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 right. Nah, that's what's up. All right, all right. Well, cool. You haven't really gone through straight up devastation, but that's right. good though. But, okay, but I guess I could say too. How I'm overcoming it, yes. like the main reason why I'm like had a horrible conversation with my mom this morning, horrible. But I'm still able to sit here and smile because I know that this situation I'm going through has to be for right now. I know that it's not gonna last always. I know that I have to overcome this to even get to my next step, like of where God, what God has for me. So I have to just trust God. There's no way that I can sit here and literally just be worried about. How much I'm in debt. Y'all don't even know. I'm in debt. Like, I went to an out-of-state school. Y'all don't even want to know my Uh number. Uh (laughs) But I can't stress about that. Because God needed me to go to North Carolina A&T. It's the main reason why I'm even sitting here in a room with y'all. That's right. So, there's no reason why I should sit here and be sad about my situation when I know that more is to come. How was the beef with you and your mom? Go go ahead. I'm about to get with you. How you and mom beefing already? What happened? Because... I like I said I use my parents as a safety net, so they helped me um, finish paying for my Mac with Best Buy, so that interest wouldn't start on it, right? Right. So because I did that, I did tell them I I have to still pay them back. I was supposed to be paying them back like I paid Best Buy back, mm-hmm. but uh, since I graduated, them payments have not started yeah. <laughs> at all, <laughs> at all. So <laughs> that's what she was on me about, like keeping my word. Okay. So that's the first debt I gotta knock so, out. Um... How much was your, is your monthly payment to your mom supposed to be? It's supposed to be one sixty five, one sixty five a month. Okay. But because I just committed one sixty seven to Sally May, mm-hmm. I don't know if you can get that right now, mom. Mm-hmm. I'll be real, cause Sally May they'll mess up my credit and my dad's credit for not paying them. Mm-hmm. That's deep right there. That's deep yeah. right there. So that's why we were beefing, cause she sees clearly where she can't get her money this month. <laughs> Well, could you enter another agreement? Like, can I give you 80? Can I give you 40? Can I yeah, give you something on it or something to. like that? We're gonna, I'm going to have to. I, I'll be real. I wasn't as level-headed as I am right now yeah. about it. So to be able to give real responses back. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, that's a great idea. Yeah. No, that's good. But you're learning, though. Yeah. You're learning in the process. You're becoming. Yeah. That's real talk. Real talk. I like that. Thing. Yeah. I like that. That's good. Um, another question is, is that... Um, 
now is mom trying to um force you to get another job or do uh <laughs> oh no we need to hear this y'all y'all need to hear this because what you don't know is there's a backstory to this coach just asked her is mom trying to force you to get another job right out of college taylor took a job with us with coach lynch and i the results uh we started this company formed this company from the ground up now just like most companies you know, we, we, we don't have a silver spoon in our mouth, and so we're bootstrapping everything we do. So Taylor's kind of taking a chance on her, on us, on herself and on us. And her mom, you know, moms care about their babies. You know, and, and she see her, I've spent all this money to go to college, and uh, Taylor is not making what she could be making. Um, if she had taken a job in her field, we know this for real. So go ahead and tell tell the group. Go ahead and spit it, Taylor. Give it. This is transparency. <laughs> my mom. Sometimes I avoid the calls to hear about uh, my job search. <laughs> my mom. Um, that's the first thing they wanted me to do is move back home, get a government job, work them seven years or whatever. I think it's like ten, and I could retire from the government, and then I could start my own business after ten years because I would have those great government benefits. But um, I just don't see that as my path because anything that I do, I like to give it my all. And me sitting at a desk for some government agency, I just I would literally give it my all to a point where they would want me. They would always want me. They would promote me. They would want to do more with me and everything. And so that would be me working for their vision instead of working for mine. Without question. And... I'm learning now, even like the little things that God's placed into my life now that I don't have time to waste. Mm -hmm. I don't have time to waste. I don't have 10 years to sit in the office and waste. Like in 20, fall 2018, I'm getting my MBA. I'm, I'm going for an Ivy League. That's what I want because I want that new network. If I'm sitting at a desk for 10 years, I can't go to that Ivy League. I wouldn't be able to get my doctorate by 2020 like I want to. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just different things. Right. So how my goals are aligned are not aligned with me going back home to Virginia. Getting that good government job. Getting a good government job in D.C. <laughs> which are your, which are your parents' goals for you. Yeah. Which are your parents' vision for you. Yeah. To basically work my job the same way they are and to eventually work on my entrepreneurial goals. Okay, okay. That's it. Well, I, you know you know my take on that. I mean, my take is follow your dreams. I mean, they are, they might not be comfortable, but at the end of the day, you know what? You're going to learn along the way, but you got to align yourself with what you believe in. Yeah. I coach. Well, for me, man, devastation started at an early age. Like, I've been being devastated my whole entire life. Wow. Like, mm -hmm. I can remember one time I was like, I was around, probably around seven years old, seven or eight years old, because um, we had a corner store in, in the neighborhood, and, you know, my mom used to allow us to go to the corner store. Um, everybody, we was all kids, we used to just go to the corner store, buy penny candy, stuff like that, and do our thing. Mm -hmm. But um, they used to even send us to the liquor store and get to um, play the lottery for them and stuff, <laughs> bring back my, go get my lottery tickets, you know, <laughs> right, all, right, all right, that right, stuff. Right. So, you know, like... You know, we would see devastation on a daily basis, you know, coming up, uh, you know, where we come from in New Jersey. You walk outside and, you know, just, just the, the whole community is rampant with drugs, um, you know, drug users, drug dealers, you know, all that different type of stuff. So, you know, um, I feel I feel where you're coming from, um, um, 
just for the simple fact that this devastation has pushed me to be the entrepreneur that I am today. Mm-hmm. And like one time my mom sent me to the store, right? And um, she, I had this note. She used to send me to the store with a note. So one day I actually was being nosy and I opened up the note. You know, like you get it because you asked for it. Yeah. When I opened up this note, I'm telling you, this changed the whole course of my life from like seven years old. I just like automatically became a man. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like responsibility just was like, you know what? You got to take this responsibility and you got to be able to do this, that, the third from this point forward. So when I read this note, y'all, this note said, can we please have a loaf of bread, a, a, a pound of bologna, and a dollar's worth of cheese until Friday, until I get paid. Now, like, wow. I, word, wow. I mean, like, you know, I had no idea that my mom's was struggling like she was struggling. Mm-hmm. I just knew that she worked a couple jobs and my sister um, was doing a lot of the raising of me and my brother, you know, and, and the streets were raising us and um, uh, uh, popular culture was raising us, rap music, you know, all that different type of stuff. Right. So we were essentially, man, my mom was working all the time. So we were raised by my, my sister and the streets straight up and, 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 and rap music. So, like, when you hear me talk, when you see me work, when you see all the things I do, you see rap music come out of me. You see my older sister come out of me. You see, like, moms was, gave us a good foundation, but she was she was hustling. She was trying to get the money to pay the bills and all that stuff so we could have that roof over our head. You know what I'm saying? So, like, that right there was, like, the beginning of my devastation because reality kind of set in. Like, yo, y'all, y'all ain't got it like that. Like we we asking for for food that's gonna last us for a couple of days and it's only bologna and cheese. You know what I'm saying? Like we all gotta eat off of this until Friday. You know? You understand what I'm saying? Right, so right, right. Like, it's like devastation coming early forms. You know what I'm saying? It coming real early forms when you like you walk out the house and you see like like you I lived on the block. So when I step out the house, like 20, 30 dudes, they don't they don't they work on the block. Like they don't never go nowhere. Like, it's always noise underneath my window because they outside all night hustling in front of my house. Like, my house was the, the block. You understand what I'm wow. saying? So, wow. like, this mad stuff that I had to overcome just to get to school. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just to, just to go to practice or just to go get on the bus so I can go to, to the school. And it's, like, it's, it's crazy. Like, you know, so anyway, like, you know, I've been overcoming that stuff for, for a long time, so you know, those kind of things push me, like, yo, my mom's working two jobs and still struggling to feed us, like, you know what I mean, still gotta ask for food, like, yo, why, why I wanna work for somebody? You know what I'm saying? So, yo, I struggle with working for people all my life. Yo, son, listen, I'm telling you, the, the only real job that I ever had was when I was, like, 16, I worked at Burger King. But before then, prior to that, and that's because my mom and I was like, yo, you got to go get a job um, for the summertime, just that third. I'm like, right. sitting at the house. Ooh, yeah, 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 all that. But, but yo, up until then, yo, listen, let me tell you something. Since I was 12 years old, I cut hair. I was 12 years old from cut. I, I cut hair. So in, in, in school, I always had a lot of money. I kept a hustle. Like I was cutting hair in the locker room. Three bucks a head. Then it went to five bucks a head. Like I was the barber in the town. Like I, yo, for real. I, I would, oh, wow. I would take. The, yo, check this out. I would. A lot of people out there don't know that, but I would take my clippers and stuff, right, and sit on a porch and cut hair outside across the street from the barber shop, right. I cut, I cut so many heads in the town that the barber shop came to me and was like, "Yo, we give you seventy percent if you come in the building." <laughs> wow. Word. 
And at this time, I'm like, I'm like 15, 16, 17. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. You know what I mean? I'm 70% and I ain't even got a license. Right. Them cats getting 60 and 65, they got a license. But I was more, you know, appealing to their business to bring more clientele in there because of the simple fact that I had all the people coming to me across the street. So did the, did the, did the note, the devastation of the note drive yeah. you to, the, to the start note, doing those things. The note things. drove me to shovel snow. The note drove me to have a paper route. The, the note drove me to get money wherever I could get money at, man. Like, the note drove me to never work for nobody. Like, yo, that's the reason why I got the drive and, and, and focus that I got right now. Because I ain't, I'm not working for nobody. I'm going to create the life of my dreams. I'm not going to work for a quota. You're not going to say, yo, you got to make this amount this month and you only get this salary. Yeah. Yo, I was talking to one of the homies the other day for the workout man and, and he 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 made this one company um three million dollars in one year and then he made this other like he got a new job now and his quota is eighty thousand a month yo i asked the homie i was like imagine if you brought in all that money for you you feel me like that should be enough to motivate yeah. you right yeah. there everybody so like, but, but, you know at the, at the end everybody, of the day everybody's not built like that they not and, and we talk about that and and everybody doesn't look at adversity because what you said, I'm gonna take this adverse situation and let it fuel me. Right. So listen. Right. So okay, all of us are at different places and we've experienced different things. Right. Mm-hmm. So what we need to do is tell people who are out there now, you are going through adversity. Yeah, yeah, You've yeah. gone through adversity. How do you get up? How do you say I'm going to do what you did, what I did? I use my adversity to become a writer. I use my adversity to start teaching other people what to do and what not to do and going to corporate America. Um, Taylor, you can even tell young people, hey, here's where I am. It may look like this. And I'm going to give you one, one, one thing to think about, Taylor. When I was in... When I was in uh, college, I graduated from college. Mm-hmm. So just like you. The reason why I convinced you to work mm-hmm. with us mm-hmm. is Same because... And everything. He said convinced you. I convinced you. Hey, listen. Shout out to A&T. Shout out to Aggie Pratt. I convinced Taylor to work with us. I said, Taylor, I did the same thing. So, in the, re- the reality, long story. I know I ain't got time. You know I'm long-winded. Mm-hmm. But... I had to forego an opportunity to go to grad school. I had a full assistantship. They would give me $1,800 a month. They want room and board paid for, books and fees paid for. Mm-hmm. Paid for. Woo. Northern Illinois University, they asked me to come. One week prior to going, I don't think I ever told you this, Taylor. No. One week prior to going, I told them I'm not coming. Ms. Wiggins and all of them, they were like, wow. what the heck are you right. doing? But you know what I said? I said, I want to be an entrepreneur and control my own destiny. Mm. I look back today, and I, with all that I've done, the good, the bad, the ugly, I wouldn't change a thing. Yo, you know what, man? It, one word, it, it, it'll, it'll um, sum all that up, straight up, and it's sacrifice. Yeah. Mm. The word is sacrifice. And That's when you it. break sacrifice down in a definition, it's just being able to be willing to give up something that's valuable in return for something else that is that you consider or hold in a higher regard to be more valuable. Mm. So, like, with, with you, it's like, I'm going to give up this government job. I don't, you know what I mean? This, that, third. With you, it was the same, same type of deal. And even with my man, that um, my man right now, I can't, I won't say his name, but he owned, like, 15 McDonald's, right? And he had a, he had a chance to, to take a job coming fresh out of college that paid him $60,000 a year and gave him a car and living expenses, right? And he chose, he chose to go work at McDonald's for his father. And start from the ground up. He had to work 
from McDonald's. Yo, he went to work at McDonald's. Now he owns 15 McDonald's, wow. man. Shout out to my man, man. Shout out to him. Word. Right. I can't even say his name, but shout out to him right, right. quick, man. All right, y'all. We got to move this along. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, push, man. So let's do this. Let's do this. Let's t- let's help the people. Okay. Everybody give them reasons. Um and, and, and we'll harness these reasons of ways that they can take the devastation in their life and use it to elevate. You want to go first? You want to go first? I mean, yeah, let me let me let me talk about a little something, man, because I know that, um, you know, I, I know that uh, people need this. You know, what I mean, Pe- people really, really, really need this. And I talked about sacrifice and, and from, uh, you know, like I, I, I'm, I go to church a lot now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Wow. Regular, so you, so you, so you, so you, so you like the hip hop deacon? Yeah, but they got this other dude out there. And they call him the hip hop preacher. So I don't want to be the deacon. I got to be better than him anyway. You know what I'm saying? Hip hop bishop. Yeah, I need to be the bishop. Hip hop bishop. Yeah. But you know, um, uh, Romans twelve, uh, chapter one, uh, 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 chapter twelve, verse one through six. It's gonna talk about living sacrifice. So out there, y'all, y'all grab y'all Bibles, y'all do whatever y'all gotta do to check that out. But I need y'all to check out Romans twelve one through six, and it just talks about uh, uh, being a living sacrifice, man. You know, and one of the things that that I got from my my pastor uh, a few weeks ago, and he, he was just telling me that you know you. Things got to go down before they come up. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got to... You ain't use them words because me, my hip-hop coming out of me. You know what I mean? Like, he said you got to seed it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So you basically got to That makes plan sense it. right there. It, it makes sense. He actually talked about agricultural principles. You know what I'm saying? So he talked about seeding it. You know what I mean? Things going down. Yeah. And we, we talk about the Chinese bamboo tree and all that different type of stuff. Yeah. So when you when you plant something, you got to plant it down. You got to dig a hole for it. You got to uh. put it in the ground. And then guess what? It need dirt on it, right? Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Man, let me but get a lot you of times, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We got Pat, we gonna pass the, we gonna pass this hat. <laughs> put it in this hat right here. Y'all know I keep my fitted on. I keep my snapback on. Yeah, that's so when I can take it off and tell Pat. That's out of the room every now and then. Uh-huh. So yeah, but look, keep it all the way one hundred with you, yo. Listen, people scared of dirt. They scared of the hole. They scared of the ground. They scared of being, you know, laying down. Like you gotta plant it. You gotta go down before you can come up. Yeah. But you know, even on top of that, guess what you gotta do? You gotta feed it. Right. You know what I mean? You gotta you gotta water it. You know what I mean? You gotta cultivate it. You gotta make sure that every single day when you walk past this joint, that you 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 do. Even if you don't see nothing, they go your faith. Even if you don't see nothing, you gonna keep feeding it. Yeah. So when we talk about the Chinese bamboo tree, can I talk about the Chinese bamboo tree? Talk about the Chinese right. bamboo. The Chi- Chinese bamboo tree, right? Takes five years to actually grow through the surface of the earth. So can you imagine like being the person that planted the seed for the Chinese bamboo tree? Like, so you plant the seed and you're thinking like, you know, I'm going to eventually have a Chinese bamboo tree, but you have to walk past this spot on the earth every single day and you have to till the land, you have to seed it, you have to water it, you got to cultivate it and all this stuff just so you can sit there and next day you don't see nothing and the next day you don't see nothing. And then finally, after five years, it finally penetrates through the surface of the earth, wow. right? But after the fifth year, guess what? In five weeks, it grows 90 feet tall. Now you talking about faith 
and patience right there. And that son right there, like, that's really, really, really what's going to get somebody, you know, to, to have success. And, and, you, and, and what I, when, when I use that word success, I just want to say that your, your level of success will seldom ever, ever exceed your level of sacrifice. So if you ain't if you only put in this amount of sacrifice right there, I think you should expect only this amount of success. But when you sacrificing, when you sacrificing the sixty thousand dollar job or the government job or the position that you had, wait, when you sacrifice that type of stuff right there, then the level of success can exceed that. You know, it, it can be a lot greater than that. But I know you ready to jump in, Ken. You look like you playing double nah, dutch nah, on the rope right nah. there. <laughs> he trying to jump in, no, in, out. Go ahead and jump in on nah, 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 get him. What I want to do is summarize what you said because you said some deep stuff. Go ahead. Now, the first thing you said that you got to be willing to sacrifice. That's right. That's the first thing. When you go through adversity, you got to be willing to sacrifice something to come out of the hole. Right. All right. The second thing you said, which was deep, is you got to accept that you have to go in the hole. Right. Accept the dirt and, from the hole. And see, and see, that's the problem. When people don't have faith in God, they don't understand that God put them there. A lot right. of times, God put that's you right. there to put to get your to get your attention. That's right. good. You know what I'm saying? So when He puts you there to get your attention, you gotta understand that you you you're not supposed to grow in that position right there. Uh, ain't nobody gonna expect you to grow in that position right that's there. That's good. But when you come out of that joint the way you're supposed to be, oh man, that's to God be the glory. To God be the glory. And, and the last two things that you said, I want them to get this. You said, just like the, the, the bamboo, the patience and the faith to know that I'm here for a reason. That's good. That's good. Good. Boy, that's good. That's good. That's going to lead you. So you did. You essentially gave him four things. Man, I don't know how much I, I did. I, I know that. Yo, look. Genesis 37 says he went down to tell, but he came up the head. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. So I, like, hey. I mean, I ain't never heard this dude preaching like that. But anyway, <laughs> but 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 what I want to do is, Taylor, I'm gonna give you a couple, give people a couple of things too. Yeah. All right. First thing I want them to understand is this right here. Number one is uh, accept where you are. Mm. Don't don't be in denial. Go through the process, the emotional process. But when, at the end of the day, you have to accept. Here's where I am. I have to accept that. I was bankrupt. I had to accept I didn't have a dime. And once I accept where I was, then I could choose to see a vision of where I could go. And you said the word earlier, you took responsibility. I took 100% responsibility. responsibility. See, a lot of cats, they still point at people and say, yeah, man, them cats told on me. But guess what? You ain't never say, stop for a second, that I let them cats around me. Right. I let them cats in my circle. What I'm connected to happens to me. What you connected to happens to you. That's true. And so when you accept, part of that accepting is is accepting the responsibility that that I am here, that I had a part in this. Mm-hmm. And, and that's why I told y'all, like even it. though my pride jumped in the way, my ego jumped in the way, yeah. there were other factors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I had to accept my role. And that's yeah. the first thing. The second thing was I did this, y'all. When I was depressed for two weeks, I finally came to myself. Mm-hmm. I finally came to myself. I remember my, my, my girlfriend at the time, who's my wife now, she She's like, well, she's like, you did it once, you can do it again. Mm. She said, here, she, she said, and, and, and when she said it, my next question was, how can I use this? Mm, how can I question. use this to the impact right others' lives? You asked the right and all of a sudden, yeah. everything that you're going through mm. can be used to impact somebody else. Yeah. Doesn't matter what it is. My whole situation on being on the biggest loser, getting up to whole 400 some pounds. All of this, what we're doing today, spun out of that. Yeah, that's right. That's how right. can I use that? Ooh. And the last thing I'm going to say is this, Taylor, and I'm going to give you the mic to say a couple points, is get around potential partners. 
and what potential partners are. People who can bring out the potential in you. There's somebody who's been through what you've been through. You're not the only one. You may, it may not be in your circle. Find them on the internet. Read their books. These people can be potential partners. And these people, you can read their story and it can help you bring out the most in your life. Mm-hmm. And that's what I did. I said to other people, I wasn't the first person to ever go bankrupt to lose it all. Mm-hmm. I wasn't the first person to ever the doctor say, hey, you got high blood pressure, you're a diabetic, you all of these things. I wasn't the first person to, to have experienced all of that and sat in the doctor's office and cried. Right, right. I wasn't the first person. Somebody else did it. Right. Yeah. But what you can do is you can learn from them. Mm-hmm. There are people who've overcome that. And those are my three things. All right, Taylor, what all you right. got? You young. Bring Mine it to me. Be still and don't be upset that you're still. Mm. Like, <laughs> I know in the Bible, I can't, I, can't, I can't think exactly where it is, but I know it says, be still and know that I am God. Yes. Oh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. at the end of the day, you got to know, even if you're in this low valley right now, mm-hmm. there's a way that you can get back to the top. What? God will always make a way out of no way. He will do exceedingly abundantly above all that you will ever ask or think. So you just have to keep reminding yourself those like certain scriptures for real like i have scriptures posted all in my room everywhere because i have to because i'm going through all of this right now i have to keep feeding my mind Mm -hmm. what god says Mm -hmm. so god says to trust him Mm -hmm. so i have to trust him i have to read that i have to see it every day in order for me to actually i guess do it because it's hard it's hard if it was easy everybody exactly So whenever I I come against something that um, just doesn't feel right or I know the friction in my life that when I come across it, I know, okay, that means I need to start talking to God more. He's Mm -hmm. clearly trying to get my attention. He's trying to show me something. He's trying to anything. Even us doing this podcast right now, it makes me laugh because this is God Mm -hmm. right now. Like because of this morning, like this is literally God right now. Like I'm getting fed. Y'all, I know the audience is getting fed, but I'm getting fed beyond measure right now. That's good. That's real. That's good. So just for real, just be still and know that he's God. Because this morning, I had no idea what I was about to do, but I have some ideas now. I know exactly what I could do. I know exactly how I could that's Call good. My mom back and repair that. <laughs> yeah, you need you need to repair that because here's yeah. a, here's, a, here's the thing. Now, last thing I'm gonna say about this is we talked about it this morning working out. Um, see, people become our obstacles, but they like, like Coach said. You you said something that you said people are in you who are in your way don't know <laughs> they're, they're in your way. way. Yeah. They don't know they're in your way. Yeah. What they're doing is, and the reason they don't know they're in your way is because most people don't know where you're going. Only you know the path that, that you want to take. And that path is going to require you sometimes to go around people, go over people, go under people, just or go through people, but, but in a polite, in a good way, especially people that are close to us. Uh, so you repair that relationship because mom only loves you. Right. But, but, at, but at the end of the day, we got to help you pay mom back. That's real talk right now. <laughs> that we is gotta, real. We got to help you That's pay mom back. Real. Once we give you that, and, and then and then you get your parents out from under you. Because right now you feel like you're under there. You know, yeah. I get it. I get it. I get it. Any, any parting thoughts out? Y'all want to leave with any parting thoughts? Um, I don't know, Ken, man. I just know that, uh, that, uh, that people got to have faith, um, you know, and they got to give it to God. A lot of people, um, they don't give their situations to God. Um, they don't pray on it. Um, and then they, they don't want to act on it. 
They just think that it's just going to happen. And, you know, faith without works is is dead. Yes. You know, so you got to you, you gotta actually, you know, put some work in and, and pull yourself up out of that. Because, like, even when I had my C moment in the book, um, you know, shout out to seven levels of discipline and manifest success. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even though I had my C moment. Hey, I listen. Go to that book. Hey, mm-hmm. look, you go to our website, I am results with the Z. Mm-hmm. Dot com. That's right. And you can order the book. You can order the seven levels. Mm-hmm. Hey, look, don't be afraid. And don't say the facts. We got to make sure they get that. Book. Yeah, no doubt. They got it. So, um, um, uh, you know, even in the book, in the C moment, I said, this is not me. Um, this is not who I'm meant to be. And this is not how you'll remember me. Like, if you could remember those three things right there, mm. like when you're going through something, yo, this is not say me. Say that again. Say that again. This is not me. It's not me. This is not who I'm meant to be. Who I'm meant to and be. this is not how you will remember me. Wow. All right. So, you know. Wow. You know, let's stop it right there. Yeah. That, that's what that's good. That one. goes yo, into your legacy. That's good. Yeah, it goes into your legacy. Like, so, what, what you got you you to ask yourself, yeah. like, where have I been? Yeah. Where am I now? And where am I going? If you can answer them three questions right there, that's the stuff that's supposed to keep you moving. You know what I mean? I know where I've been. I talked about the promissory note that moms gave me. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I know where I'm at now, and I know where I'm about to be. So, you know, all that stuff fueled me. You know what I mean? And when I'm down, I already know. I keep my eye on the, on the prize. I keep my eye on, on the goal, on the vision. And people, they, they got their mind in the circumstance when they need to have their mind mm. and their spirit on the, on the principle and the vision. Man. You know what I'm saying? That vision is supposed to keep you going. And then that big why, that big why is going to get you, man. It's going to get you going. Wow, man. We can go on forever. But we got to shut this joint down. Got to. You got to shut that. We appreciate y'all listening. And listen, if you email us, email us at. Yeah, we're going to fix it, man. We're going to fix it. Email us. At, what, what's the email? email Results is. oriented. What is the thing? Results oriented. Yeah. Results with a Z. With I keep Z. saying it. Results oriented at gmail.com. If you have a question, concern, yeah. Comment. We didn't even get to our questions today. Right. We, nah, we, we had a couple, couple people want us to solve problems. Gonna be, we are going to get to them next week. We're going to fix it. All right? Call me Mr. Fix it. <laughs> send it. Send it over here. We're going to get to the bottom of it. Trust me. You're going to get fed. You're going to get your plan. Whatever you need, just send it over here, man. And listen, man. Remember, remember, you get your mind right, then don't nothing else matter, man. It's mind over matter. Mind over matter. <laughs> All right, y'all. We'll see, see y'all on the next, next one. one. Mind, mind, mind over matter. Change your mind, you change your life. Change your life. You got to go through it to grow through it. Mind over matter. Be clear.